The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. My guest today is Dan Zimborski, a senior writer at Fangraphs. I saw one of his tweets and I messaged him and I said, I got to have you on the podcast. Dan, thank you for coming on. Hey, how's it going today? It's going good. I'm just staying awake uh, so I can wake up early tomorrow and go to work. I would like to do that, but I think we're going to need a uh, a baseball agreement. It's it's a little weird being a baseball writer when there won't be baseball, maybe. <laughs> yeah, when you do a baseball podcast, you know, there's really nothing to talk about except the CBA and this lockout kind of stuff. And, you know, like I said, I saw some of your tweets and I, I like the energy, so I brought you on. <laughs> so let's let's go with the first tweet. It was... The owners are being dishonest and douchebaggy. <laughs> Where'd that come from? What, 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 what drove you to type those words? Well, from a fundamental standpoint, uh, MLB's revenue year-to-year growth over the last 20 years has averaged about 10% a year. Uh, the, the, collect, the, the threshold for the, uh, the so-called uh, the CBT, the the collect the competitive balance tax, has not gone up even half of by half of MLB's revenue growth, and MLB proposed a new tax threshold, which starts set to 214 million, and it goes up less than one percent a year. So essentially, their proposal to the players is that as baseball's revenues grow and grow the players get a smaller and smaller piece of the pie that doesn't even match the rate of inflation, not even at like last year's inflation level, let alone 7% this year. So what you have is 
the players are asked to give things and they're not getting enough in return. And after the last few collective bargain agreements, which have not gone well for the players, they're not in a mood to give yet more back. They spent the last couple of years building up a war chest that they can absorb a strike because that's typically in baseball history what they have to do to actually make gains. So you talk about the CBT. The owners don't want to raise it because that would make more money or it would make more money available to pay the players more. Is that why? Yeah, that's the thing. It, if they raise the CBT to $230 million, it doesn't guarantee that teams will actually spend more. They're just asking for the opportunity for teams to spend more. But if you have it as an almost permanent de facto cap, and the owners have, have proposed much harsher penalties for going over this threshold to almost transform it into a soft sal- from a soft salary cap into a nearly hard one. When the the third threshold for penalties is 100% and losing draft picks, that's essentially a hard cap. So in essence, what the owners are proposing is a nearly hard salary cap that has no revenue guarantee as in every other sport with a salary cap and no salary floor as in every other sport that has a salary cap. So essentially the offer from the owners to the players is far worse than the salary cap in any other major sport. And it's significantly worse than the offer the owners implemented in 1994 illegally that got a federal court after them, which promised at that point 50% of baseball's revenues would be guaranteed to the players. Now, baseball hasn't released all their data for 2021 yet, but their 2019 revenue is $10.7 billion and player salaries were only $4 billion. So players are already about a billion behind what the owners offered in 1994. That just is how the CBAs have evolved in the last few negotiations. So you also, uh, I guess somebody either tweeted this and you answered it. I think that's what it was. It said, is there any indication Major League Baseball is actually negotiating? Because the players are all coming out. You know, how can we have a negotiation if we're the only ones negotiating? Yeah, they're, they were negotiating with themselves, essentially, because <laughs> it, in Saturday they went in there and they made significant concessions to the owners. They dropped the ask for more arbitration for second-year players uh, from 50% to 33%. The owner said, we're not going to negotiate on that. They They dropped the offer... For the uh, for 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 revenues being spread to smaller market teams that try to win, the owner said we're not going to adjust that. The the owners raised the offer of one year of the CBT by one million dollars in in response to that, and the players had to agree to a fourteen team playoff system just to get that one million dollars, which is an absolutely absurd thing. Uh, it's like someone saying, okay, we'll take away your pensions, but we'll give you a graham cracker. Yeah. It's, it was an awful offer, and players, I've, I've, I've talked to a few, were very angry to the point that a lot of them just wanted to walk away from the table completely this weekend and, and not return until there was a serious offer that represented an actual path to negotiation. So it seems like the uh, Major League Baseball is 
using they're 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 trying to add that 14 team playoff to deals right it's like yeah. oh if you want this you got to take this they're they're trying to fit it in there cuz that's where they make their money yeah it's it's it it makes their money in two ways one they get a lot of money directly from the playoff rounds uh we saw that in 2020 those extra rounds of that those, that little extra round of playoffs where you had 16 teams, it, it made them good money and it helped stem some of the actually real losses in 2020. Uh, but the, the secondary effect is it also makes players less valuable. Uh, the goal, baseball as a sport is very random. The results are random compared to an NBA game or, a, or an NFL game. Uh, a, a team of economists actually studied the issue and you look at the NBA, they have, you know, eight seeds per conference. Uh, but for MLB to match the NBA's record of better team advancing, baseball teams would have to play best of 75 series just to get the same success rate of better teams advancing as the NBA does, simply because teams are so close. So what happens is the more you you decouple the ultimate success in baseball, which is winning the World Series, from the quality of a team, the less valuable the quality of the team is. And the less valuable the, the actual quality of a team is, the less valuable players are. So on that front, and players are aware of this, that the, that the cheaper it is and the less valuable talent is, the less they're going to pay for it. And, it. and it serves as an, uh, an automatic almost mini salary cap and, and a ceiling on salaries. And this actually happened when they expanded to 10 playoff teams. If you chart uh, the linear dollars per win added in free agency, the slopes changes very suddenly once there were 10 teams in. And I'm, and I know that owners know that they expect that to continue with more teams. They, their goal is to have, you know, no connection almost between World Series and and team quality. So long as fans are still watching, it's almost a lifestyle product. I never really thought about the uh, fourteen team playoff making the players, you know, less valuable. That's a pretty good point. But looking at that fourteen game, I mean, fourteen team playoff. How would that work out? Would just I mean, I know, I guess one team would get a bye. They have the best record. And then, like, does the team that with the second best record have the, you know, the same chance, They, you know, the same path as the guy that finishes seventh? What what the uh, the owners have proposed is uh, the, the top team in each league gets a bye, and then the other teams play in a best of three or best of five. And you can see how cheap that makes the season when a team that wins 97 games has to win two of three from a team that won 81 games, which is what will happen in baseball. As I said, you could do this in the NBA because the eight seed is almost always completely dead to the number one seed. They, they win a few times, but the record is absolutely horrifying from the point of view of the eight seed. But in baseball, any team could beat any other team in, in two of three games almost at will. I mean, you even go like you look at the Orioles. I mean, they were the worst team this year tied with the Diamondbacks and they won a lot of series against better teams. They opened the, the season by sweeping the Red Sox. Uh, you, 
they 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 won some series against other playoff teams. They won the series against the Yankees. They 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 won two of three against the Rays a couple times. It just makes winning cheap, so nobody's going to pay for it. Nobody pays for anything that doesn't matter. And the the players don't want that, do they? The fourteen team playoff. No, they they don't want things that will be an automatic pushing down of the salaries. Now they're willing to trade a twelve team playoffs, especially uh, under some of the ideas they proposed. They've actually proposed uh, a playoff a 12 team playoffs in which there are two divisions in each league uh two teams get a bye and the the best wild card team starts with a one nothing advantage in their series which is a pretty big deal uh yeah. to start off with with an advantage that way but but owners don't want that because they don't just want the extra round they also want the extra rounds ability to to push down on the salaries i don't know if they're still talking about this but i remember this came up Maybe in, you know, the COVID season, but what would you think about, you know, them saying, okay, number one gets a bye, two through seven, you're in the playoffs, team two, pick your opponent. You you think that would be a cool element? It would be cool, but I think the problem is that teams aren't really different enough that it's enough of an advantage. If you want to keep incentivizing, you want that season to be valuable because, Baseball has a long season and they have to sell a, sell a lot of tickets. I mean, 162 games is a lot, and that's kind of what you need to separate a great team from a good team and a good team from a mediocre team. Uh, you you have to give – there are ways to, to give advantages to, say, division winners, but owners do not seem all that interested in that. Uh, for instance, one, one proposal I did, uh, I ran numbers and actually kept – the the relative odds for good teams versus bad teams the same i suggested that we for a 14 14 team playoffs the best team gets a bye and the two other division winners play in something i called the knockout round where the seventh and uh six seeds in the league have to sweep them in a three-game series to advance and that actually kept the numbers balanced so it expanded the playoffs without reducing the chances that uh, a, a great team would win the World Series, but that kind of thing's a non-starter. Owners will not go for that. I didn't they say something like it's going to be a three-game series? And excuse me if you said this earlier, but it's a three-game series. But the higher seed, all games are at home, right? Yeah, but the problem is in baseball that home field advantage is not that big an advantage in in baseball. Uh, the home team has a generally has a record of about 515 instead of 500. And that's not a lot over a three game series. Uh, I mean, we, we just had a run of world series. Uh, I forget if it was this year. I'd have to think about it uh, in which the, the home teams had losing records. Uh, it's just not enough of an advantage. There's only so many ways you can get that advantage in baseball. I believe 2019 Astros and the uh, nationals. Yeah, and I think World if you go series, back four or five worlds, yeah. All the home teams lost every game. Yeah, it's just not enough of an advantage for that team. And it's hard to incentivize teams like, hey, you're, you were 20 wins better over 162. Now play three games. Even though you already played each other 19 times this season, it's just very, very weird. 
So I also read something where it said Major League Baseball cannot cancel games. They're already canceling spring training games, but they can't really threaten the players of canceling the games, right? Because it has to be agreed to. Correct. Now, there are some practicalities. If we start the season in, uh, say, August, they're obviously not going <laughs> to have time to play 162 games. Yeah. And the But the fundamental truth is that the players have to agree with the owners on a season length. In every collective bargain agreement, it lists essentially the workplace conditions, how many games they'll play spread out over how many days. Uh, and in the old CBA, and it's been in effect for a while, there have to be 162 scheduled games and they can't be in any fewer than 178 days. So if they agreed on everything else, say Tuesday, like they had an agreement on everything else and the owner said, we're only going to play 140 games. The players can still say no to that because they have to agree to that. Now there was one exception in 2020, uh, Rob Manfred did unilaterally uh, institute a 60 game season, but he only was able to do that because in March of 2020, the players and the owners agreed to give the commissioner that discretion for that year only for that reason, only the, the COVID year, it's not something that Manfred can do now. So when they announced that there's a deadline at, to have a full season, it's, it's, it's kind of two things. One, they're trying to put pressure on the players and two, they're just they're they're misrepresenting what their position is because when the when the commissioner says that games will be canceled, what the commissioner can actually only say is it's our position that games should be canceled, and that they'll bring that to the negotiating table. But they can't declare we're going to play 160 games or 150 games or 120 games or or anything like that. I also read that the owners wanted to implement on the field changes to 45 days instead of a year. That is a huge difference. What would benefit Major League Baseball to be able to do that? It reduces the time that they have to negotiate these things. Uh, now, if, if they want a pitch clock, they only need to discuss it with players with for 45 days of notice because it's a workplace condition. And this wasn't... Uh, a situation in, in which this was something that was negotiated. This was just something that they decided to pop up with on the final day because they thought, Hey, it's, this isn't difficult enough as it is. Let's bring up a new thing that we haven't even talked about. Yeah. So what do you think about the draft lottery? Is that something they're going to try to implement to, you know, kind of lessen the tanking? They are, but it's kind of small potatoes in baseball because the draft isn't as valuable, let's just say, as it is in the NFL or the NBA. There's not a lot of difference really between getting the number two pick and the number six pick in baseball. Right. Uh, so it's a nice to have, but I it's not something that either the MLBPA or MLB will walk away from the table over. And it's not something that would prevent a, a deal from happening. If they had an agreement on like the CBT and the CBT penalties and a luxury and the, and the bonus pool for young players and minimum salary, then the, the small stuff would largely take care of itself. No one's going to cancel a season over five teams in a draft lottery versus eight teams in a draft lottery. So major league baseball would also want the penalties to be higher, right? 
to keep. Yeah, and th- yeah. Okay. So not only do they not want it to grow, they want to make it a harder cap than it is. Uh, it's like it's like me telling someone if you cross this line in my yard, I'm going to break your face with my rake, and then the person objecting and saying. Well, why are you preventing me from coming onto your lawn? And you say, oh, no, 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 I'm not preventing you. I'm just saying what will happen, if you will, as a discouragement from you doing it. But I think that threat is a pretty hard, let's say, salary cap, or should we say lawn walking over cap for my neighbor? I, I'm not yeah. going to do it to my neighbor. That'd be kind of jerky, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it really is sort of a, a salary cap, whether you, you say Major League Baseball has one or not, because if you look at the Astros, they don't want to go over that. I mean, they may go over it, you know, a little bit if there's a big name guy that can help with the trade deadline. But as far as the beginning of the year, they're not going to go over that. Yeah. If if it acts like a cap and it is, it does act like a soft cap. Then it is. And with additional penalties, the few teams that go over every year, and it's only a handful, and most of them only barely. Uh, It was only two teams last year, the Dodgers and the Padres, and only the Dodgers really went that far over it. The Padres barely went over it because they needed to make a few additions. But if it functions as a cap, and it acts like a cap, and it's designed like a cap, it's a cap. Yeah. So you also wrote about... uh you don't see a path to recover their slice of the pie that they lost in 1994. What did they give up in 94? Well, it's, it's kind of, I mean, kind of from where the position that they were then, because at that point they made 57% of league revenue and the owners were offering 50%. Uh, When you go back the last couple years, the players were paid under 40% of baseball's revenues. And that is a major change. As I said earlier, that's about like from, from what they got paid to 50%, it depends on what the exact numbers come out. But in 2019, the shortfall between what the players were paid and what a 50-50 revenue split would be was about $1.2 billion. Uh, you're not going to win that a 50% revenue guarantee or something that leads to that in one collective bargaining agreement. The players did not do well in their negotiations in the 2000s. I don't think there was the the stomach for another strike. And what happened is that the owners took the things piece by piece. They instituted the CBT and then they grew it less in the CBA after that. And they're proposing to grow it even less in this one. Uh, essentially, uh, they've boiled the frog alive instead of just dropping a frog in a boiling pot. They put the frog in the cold water and turned on the the stove. (laughs) Uh, And to get back to where they were in 1994, the players are going to have a great deal of problem getting MLB to agree to any deal that gives them an extra billion a year in salaries. So right now the players, their CBT proposal also grows slower than baseball's revenue. So the basic situation we have now is the players, is the owners are saying, we want almost all of baseball's revenue growth. And the, the players are saying, we want some of baseball's future revenue growth, and you guys still get most of it. 
and people are acting some people are acting like it's the players that are have the unreasonable position on there and i just don't see any evidence for that being true what percentage chance would you say that there will be a loss of season i mean the owners don't totally not want to have a season right yeah they i owners do carry a lot of stadium depth so they they can't go forever i i would think that there's an about a 90% chance we have some season uh, but I think there's probably about that chance that we lose some of the season. Uh, I don't see them having a deal by by Monday, and I think that in the end, whatever they agree to will result in in fewer than 162 games. Uh, now, I think the big X factor is if if at what point does a federal court get involved? Because owners have a poor history with with unfair labor practices. In 1994. One of the things that caused the strike to happen was that the owners refused to make their already required pension commitments uh, to to the the players union that was already agreed in from the from the previous collective bargaining agreement, and that kind of put the players under the gun, so to speak, which is why they walked uh, in August when they did. Uh, and th- what happened in 1995, the the federal courts said that the owners didn't fulfill their end of bargaining in good faith and they had an injunction against the owners and the players lifted the strike at that point and they actually played under the previous collective bargaining agreement for two years before they actually had a a new cba uh so when people say that if the owners lift the lockout the players would just strike that's not necessarily true because when the strike when the lockout was lifted well the not the lockout but when the the illegal negotiating was was stopped in 1995. The players played without a CBA for two additional years without striking. They could have, they didn't have to uh, end the strike when the federal court placed the injunction against the owners. They didn't have to finish the 95 season. They didn't have to finish the 96 season, but they did because there were negotiations going on and they were in good faith. Uh, owners kind of learned that lesson. Uh, but if a federal court comes in and says you have to play under the old CBA because the owners overstepped the bounds of good faith, then you could have a resolution pretty quickly, which is what happened in 95. The injunction was placed. The players agreed to to come back that weekend. And then the baseball season got going without too much of a of a loss. This season. They played 144 instead of 162, which wasn't bad. It wasn't ideal. Uh, yeah. But that's kind of the X factor there. If the owners are not careful about overstepping. Yeah, so I can see the the way the players are standing up for themselves. I can see that happening. Yeah, it's it, it the players are more determined now I think than they've been in a long time because they see MLB's revenue growth and they see it has no connection with salary. They see all this new internet revenue, merchandising revenue, international revenue, gambling revenue. And then they see the salaries not moving at all. And that's, you know, very troubling to players uh, who do feel that they're the ones playing the baseball. It's not like the owners are investing in stadiums themselves. Mostly taxpayers are paying for that. The Giants are pretty much the only team that built their own stadium. So they're they're pretty much the only team that can claim, hey, we, we, we built the stadium. Uh, like the Marlins, I mean, they did not pay for 
something like 90% of their stadium. Uh, Miami's going to be paying for the next 50 years on that stadium. They didn't uh-huh. take the risk. So why should they get all the revenue growth? So if they agree on this stuff, they still have to agree on how how many years it, it, it's in effect. Yeah, they do. They it five is probably what they're going to do. I don't think that's going to be the the difficult point unless someone goes crazy like the players say we want a one year deal and the owners say we want this to be the deal for twenty years or something. Yeah. I don't think that'll be the sticking point. So there's also something that kind of bothered me in a way about uh the uh minor league camps or you know the minor league spring training has started and they won't allow any guys on the 40-man roster to attend the the, uh, minor league camps whether they have you know been called up or they have zero chance of of making the roster that season i i find that really unfair well, one of the, the 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 things is that MLB MLBPA's membership is players on the forty man roster. Uh, it, it one of the things that people always say is like, why can't they add minor league players? But there's there are legal reasons that that's difficult uh, to to expand kind of the class of players who can get into the MLBPA. They would actually have to get approval from the owners. In fact, chance of that. Or they would have to decertify the union and form a completely new union, which is a kind of a a difficult process to do on the fly. And right now, they're at a point that if that their own players could sue them if they give up too many benefits for minor league players. And teams are being very careful about how they interact with major league players, uh, because if you have them on camp, then that, that makes a whole problem uh that's why even though it kind of looked douchey when all their portraits were removed from mlb.com uh the day of the lockout mlb actually had to do that legally because the mlbpa could make an argument that they were benefiting from from uh players likenesses Uh, so that's that's why they removed them there so mlb teams themselves are being very very careful about what they do well, Dan, that's all I have. Can you think of anything else you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered? <laughs> no, I think we've we've covered it pretty well. Uh, I I really hope we have a season. I do believe that the owners really are hoping to essentially crush the MLBPA now, uh, and if they can lose even most of a season to make that happen, it might be worth it to them financially in the long run. So. Nobody should be super excited for baseball right now. Yeah. I I think everybody should be prepared for baseball to start late. Go out, enjoy some minor league baseball. Do you do you think how you do think canceling any part of the season will be harmful to the game? I as far as far as fans? I, I think it will be. Uh especially because we've we had a loss half season more than half season in 2020 uh fans don't necessarily care as much about who's right in these issues they just don't see their product and there are other things to do anytime that people aren't watching baseball 
They're doing other things that aren't baseball, and they might find new hobbies or new interests in the time that they would have been following baseball. Uh, so, yeah, I think that losing games is damaging to the sport. And I think that's also part of the reason why players have not been super aggressive with their asks. Uh, as I said, I think they do want a season. They don't believe that there's any prospect of crushing the owners. Uh, so it's we're we have to, we're just waiting to see who blinks. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but I truly believe there will be a season and it'll be late. But Dan, I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, guys, for Dan, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.